When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on, Notre Dame fans? The Mike Goolsby Show is here. A special little Thursday episode for everyone. We got Scowling Goolsby in the thumbnail because I didn't really know if we were oh <laughs> with the topics we were going to have today. I didn't know to go Happy Goolsby, Scowling Goolsby. So I figured Scowling Goolsby. Uh, my friend, how are you doing? I'm good, bro. I'm good. I'm having, um, there was so much Notre Dame news. Three, four days ago, I feel like the last day and a half, I'm in like withdrawals. It's like, where's the news? You know? So, uh, but no, things are good, man. Life's good. 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 Well, folks uh, watching live with us, watching back, please hit the thumbs up. Of course, subscribe to the channel for more content for this via podcast. Appreciate you as well. Please leave us a kind review uh, and consider coming over to uh, YouTube. But uh, yeah, if you're going to stay podcast, please um, leave us a kind review wherever you listen to this. Um, and for everyone new around these parts, um, please consider subscribing to blueandgold.com. Current offer um, for you guys is uh, $1 for two months. Let me pop it up on the screen here in just a second. Using the promo code UND1, uh, the letter UND1 gets you two months for just a buck. That's for new subscribers. Uh, Mike, I figure let's just dive right into it. Because I'm very curious for more of your okay. take on one Riley Leonard. Jeez, Not a- we didn't even make two minutes into the show. Here we go. <laughs> I know. Dude, let's just dive into it. So when we had you on for that uh, very interesting show last Wednesday with myself and Tim, you kind of were like, I want to, I want to, before I really form my opinion, I want to watch more of this kid. And, and my understanding is that you have. So what are you thinking right now on Riley Leonard, who is not a Notre Dame quarterback yet? Um, he should be wrapping up an official visit. I think tomorrow morning, Friday morning, I believe. I think is I think it was Wednesday. He got into town, so forty eight hour trip. Um, so uh, what are you thinking about this kid right now, Mike? Notre Dame fans, and this is what I tweeted out. Notre Dame fans are gonna love the kid. Um, I've heard you, Mike, say he's like a bigger Ian Book. Did I say that? I think so. I think you did. Okay, was uh, that good? No, it's it's good. I mean, he's he's a to me, man. He's very much an athlete playing quarterback. Okay, so try and expand upon that. But he's like he's a world class basketball player. I, I was watching one of his games, and the broadcast was was talking about there was a point in time where Riley Leonard and his family didn't know if if what route he was going to take, basketball or football. I mean, that's how good at the sport he was. Um, not like a natural thrower of the football. Like he's got an arm, you know, like he can push the ball downfield and all that. Like he can run quick game. 
kind of throws on tempo. You don't see when I'm talking about a natural thrower anymore, like um, Kenny Minchie can do this. I've yet to see Angeli really do it, but throwing off platform and making it look easy, making it look comfortable. I don't see a ton of that from Miley Leonard. Okay. You know, he kind of wants to have both feet set. He's, he's again, he's an athlete playing quarterback. Love the fact that like he checks some of these boxes in terms of measurables, height and weight. It's just so refreshing to see. We've had so many quarterbacks that look like, <laughs> it's like, you know, like you see, well, I'm saying when you see little kids playing tackle football, it's like they have their big old helmet and the re- like the body doesn't fit the helmet. It's like, this is a kid where it's like the package looks like it should, you know, in terms mm. of what, but yeah, he's an athlete playing quarterback. And I think this is the type of player that I think coach Parker wants for his offense. Um, a little bit more multiple in the run game. You know, you can finally run like RPOs. Tim loves to talk about these text exchanges that he and I have. I texted Tim a couple weeks ago. There's a play. We're playing Clemson this year, backed up. We got 95 yards to go. We're on our own five-yard line. We run inside zone, inside handoff, and that defensive end just crashes down, doesn't honor Sam whatsoever. And I was like, man, if you had a runner, if you had an athlete, a Buckner, a Riley Leonard type at quarterback, even an Ian Book, I mean, that would have been a house call. So I like him. I like him. I don't think he's a finished product. And again, that's probably going to be my tag tag line with Riley Leonard. He's like he's an athlete playing quarterback. And he's more of a <laughs> he's more of a Buckner to me than he is an Ian Book. And last thing with Tim, I went back and looked. I think this is a couple nights ago, 12:30 in the morning. I'm I'm up late watching film. Mm-hmm. I Leonard is a bigger Buckner. It's remarkable, the similarities. Slightly out of control, a little spazzy. They both play fast, sometimes too fast. Awkward release, but it works. Both tough as shit. That was my quick and dirty assessment of him. Mm. So, But yeah, real tough kid. I didn't like the way he sprained his ankle. I didn't like the, the dramatics of all of that against us. It was like, I'm a, maybe I'm old school. Just get off the ground, you know. But um, beyond that, yeah, real tough kit. But athlete playing quarterback. Okay. So, so much of your frustration, for the lack of a better term, with the Hartman thing was the the one year rental thing. So, are mm-hmm. you does does that bother you in this case, or you just kind of feel like they need it for this year? You know what you it is, man. More than running off Buckner last year. So. I can't wait to just hit this fast forward button and be six months past the Hartman Buckner thing. God willing, please one day. Well, but, I mean, Buckner's coming back, so I don't know if it's it's going. Oh yeah, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. And I've got a call out to see what the how that football piece did. He is he smart enough to kind of find a workaround transfer rules or whatever to go in as a lacrosse player? Fascinating stuff. Still love the kid. My part of my frustration with the one year rental piece was I thought that Buckner was worth developing. And again, you develop getting game reps, getting snaps, et cetera, because he made boneheaded decisions, pick sixes left and right. But can you attribute that to youth? Who knows? We'll never know. Yeah. Um, I thought he was worth developing. So it's like, if I was going to be anti one year player this year, I would have to feel like there was a Tyler Buckner 
waiting in the wings that was worth developing. So you might feel that way about Angeli, right? I mean, if we're comparing apples to apples, right? And you might feel that way about Minchie. I know you're a big Minchie guy. I he's another one. I mean, I like the high school film. Yeah. You know, I like his I like the cut of his jib. I just he seems like a very calm dude. Um, not that I want to assign intangible traits to our quarterbacks or continue to do that. But and then the, the other parts of the one year thing mm-hmm. is as I've I'm 41 years old and dude, I'm just kind of like old school. And yep. there's a lot of change in college football. There's a lot of change in the world. Not all of it's good, not all of it's bad. Sometimes it takes a minute to get yourself caught up. Right. So if you know, Tim's kind of on that like one year at a time angle, which I can appreciate and I'm warming to that, you know, okay. stuff, but it's just it's an acclimation period. Just be like, this is what the future of college football, at least the present tense kind of looks like is this one year agreements. Okay. But I think it's less than ideal to have a one year rental at the most important position on your team when you're trying to build a championship program. So this allows Freeman and Parker to ostensibly kick the can down the road for yet another year. So you get the 10 wins, get into the playoff, see how that shakes out. I'm okay with that. And then yeah. find out who you're, who the, who the guy hopefully is for the next two years beyond that. Yeah. It definitely seems like this is the last time they're going to do, or at least for the foreseeable future, the, the transfer quarterback, they, they want to build from within. I've been saying this for a while. Like the whole transfer portal, transfer portal quarterback, you thing. I was like, what if it's, what if that's, a good idea. What like what if Notre Dame wants to do that? I threw that out there, that idea out on the show. Talked to a Notre Dame source like two days later, and they were like, "No, it's not what we want to do. We want to build from within." It's just you know, we we feel like the need right now to take transfer quarterbacks, um, you know, for the stopgap kind of measures. So that that source, I hope that's not the same source that thought last year's team. Well, shoot, last year, this year's team, twenty twenty. I mean, we're already talking about twenty twenty four. Shame on us but the same source that told you this was a, a playoff team, the way it was constructed. And the reason, Mike, did we think, were you told that, that, you know, inside the building, did they think it was a playoff team because of Sam Hartman? More than likely, right? So it's interesting. Hartman in the defense, which yeah. the defense, I think, met expectations do. The defense sure. is like this year. Um, I have to ask you, Mike. So, so Go much of it. me hosting this show is that, I'm right there with the nearly 600 people on on us on with us live, just wanting to know what Goolsby's got to say. Like I'm right there because it's not like Goolsby and I. No, I don't text you as much as Tim does. Our texting is more about scheduling. You know, you and Tim are just you know pen pals. So I'm just here. I just want to know. Long way to ask. Your thoughts <laughs> on Buckner returning potentially as a lacrosse player. Do you think that he could walk on to the football team? Would you like to see that? Um, as the president of the Tyler Buckner fan club, I would love to hear your take. Oh, my goodness. I've always just thought that kid was special. I just special think athlete. he's – yeah, I mean, just, a, just the wiring. Like, like, you just know the kid can play the piano. You know the kid speaks multiple languages. You know he's a scratch golfer, number one lacrosse player in the country. Like, the kid's just different. And I, again, I thought that that was worth investing into, you know, I can forgive a couple silly interceptions for a kid that's only played three, four games, but I'd love to have him back on the team. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I mean, I think so. But then, of co- if I wasn't doing YouTube shows and Patreons, and I don't want him to be on the team and so people can keep poking the bear for the next two years of eligibility or whatever. Right. On one hand, I say, no, I don't want to back on the team. But hell yeah, I want to back on the team. So it's like selfishly, you kind of want both or, or, or you, yeah. Okay. Like yeah. you don't want him here because of poking the bear, but you do want him here because you love Tyler in his game. I like, I, I respect I mean, I'd, that. I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather have Tyler than Angeli. And just in terms of we're talking about potential, we're talking about upside for sure. Well, I'd rather have Angeli than Buckner for that, uh, that nice floor. How about That's that, Gules? Sure. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's, uh, like I said, I, I'll never understand how people sort of like root against these young men. It's never, it'll never compute to me. You know, I think it's, you know, he left, should he have left? Who knows? You know, cause okay. He'd be the guy this year, but would he, because they would probably, he? yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's a lot. It's like any relationship sometimes, many times, most times it's harder to leave than it is to stay. So in a way, you give Buckner credit for like taking off in a way, and then it's like the stones that it takes to come back to a Notre Dame. I mean, it's he, it's. Um, I hope I get to co-author his book one day, at least write the foreword. I kind of want to ask you another question, just out of curiosity. This might be. Right, we're here, brother. Go for it. Okay. Okay. Have you ever spoken to Buckner? No. No, that's the thing. That's the thing. That's kind of wild to me. I, I wonder yeah. if he even knows that he like about Mike Goolsby's love for him. I don't know. There's I'm some... to get in touch. I mean, Shane Walton, who's a you know, he was he he was on our podcast. Yeah, Shane was and great. I, and I called that's who I called the other day. I was like, let me know about this football deal. Can he get back on the team? So no, I mean I could get a hold of Tyler. Um, I'm sure of it, but no, I've never spoke to the guy. Okay. Have you ever spoke to Angeli? I have. Okay. <laughs> Check your phone, Mike. Um, some good comments here. Um, Jay Carr says Goolsby's going to become a Notre Dame lacrosse media guy. Mike, I hope to see you at a Notre Dame. The, the, the lacrosse team's coming off the national title game with Buckner there, presumably. He's going to get, or that team's going to get a lot of coverage. That That's for sure. Uh, can Buckner, or Buckner can play receiver, question mark. Someone else said, you know, could he play a different position? Um, he played safety as a freshman. It was a really good safety. You know um, what it is? So man. I get the, the Kim Buckler play wide receiver. No. I mean, can he? Sure. I mean, I don't know what his hands look like. I mean, is he athletic enough to be a, 
backup wide receiver, sure. And and I'm kind of going to bring this together with a Riley Leonard. Yeah. Like dudes like that with that kind of like wiring, you know, they're straight A students, prom king, like they're, you know, as athletic as they are, they're going to be the damn quarterback. Do you understand, Mike? Yeah. It's just the way those kids like that, that's that's in their DNA. It's like I'm playing, I'm all-time quarterback. That was never me, Mike, and you were the quarterback of the defense, so it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, I think that kind of ties up the uh, the Buckner discussion, everything I wanted to ask at least. So it will be very interesting. I mean, we don't even know if he would play football. I don't I just go back to, man, the, the last time we got to see old Tyler play, you know, 500 yards of total offense, five touchdowns. Sure, I think he had like two pick sixes. But, dude, he was balling. Yeah, it was like, fun. And then it's like, you know, you saw, I mean, mistakes happen. You saw Sam Hartman six years into this thing throwing pick sixes. It's like, you know, so give me a kid with four starts. That's always where I was at. And it was like people were shitting on him because he's not starting in Alabama. It's just like, leave the kid alone. Leave me yeah. alone while you're at it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, good talk. I, I can't believe, Mike, how much you have influenced my take on the Notre Dame quarterback situation. It, it really is amazing. Not all the way. So elaborate. Let's do that after a quick ad break. We're going to hear from our sponsors over at My Perfect Franchise. So I have some questions for you folks. Are you a displaced corporate executive? Are you wanting to put your career in your own hands? Are you an experienced entrepreneur wanting to diversify? Well, if you're answering yes to any of those questions, Andy Ludicky can give you um, some help. Give him a call at uh, 404-973-9901 and talk to Andy, who has owned multiple franchises and businesses and using his expertise. Andy helps others find their American dream through a very thorough and consultation evaluation and evaluation process. Reach out to Andy, put your life and career in your own hands, and best of all, his services are 100% free to use, so what do you have to lose? Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net. Call Andy 404-973-9901. Check out myperfectfranchise.net. Um, so this kind of leads us into another topic. And this is going to be the last quarterback topic of the show. We're just kind of hey, starting. Wait, wait, are you going to answer my question about yes, how I Yes, yes, I am, I am, I am. This is going to be our last topic before we move on to receivers, uh, X watts, some transfer stuff. Is um, what about speaking of Hartman? Rumors floating around that he might not, after all, play in the bowl game. Rumors, speculation. He hasn't said anything yet. I think it was the Monday after the Stanford game. Hart, or Freeman basically said, "Yeah, I, I, I believe he will play in the bowl game." That a week after Saint on a Monday, Freeman was asked about Hartman specifically and said, "We're going to let those players announce their own decisions." Um, not really confirming or denying. After, of course, the Wake Forest game, Hartman said two more games. Yep. Could he have meant for the team? I thought he meant for himself, but now it's like Hartman's not playing. So th- this is where I'm at with the Hartman thing. It's just like I, I, I haven't loved, um. People get upset with me about this, but I haven't loved that how much crowning he's gotten for just being here for a, you know a handful of months. Um, and now you're saying that he might not play in the bowl game, like after he's being such a raw raw Notre Dame guy. Now he's going to skip the bowl game. I need a really good explanation. If it's just for I'm sitting out to stay healthy or sitting out 
you know, to, to prep for the draft. Oh man, that would not sit well with me. You guys are entitled to your own opinions. Um, but I just feel like it would kind of be a, a phony move if, if it's just, Oh, I'm sitting out. Um, now could it be a good reason? <laughs> a, like, so bring, hey, bring it back to me. It's the Mike Goolsby show. How did I influence? It's just, you know, your perspective. Cause you I called said him. It. You called yeah, him. You, you said, you said, you said, if he doesn't play in the bowl game, and you've said it under your breath, I think twice on on camera, like he's kind of a fraud. You did say this. I, I, dude, yeah, I, I so now that's actually happening because I was like, there's no way he's going to skip the bowl game from everything we've heard from this guy. How much he loves Notre Dame, like. I think if he could do this all over again, he would have done anything he could to not go to Wake Forest and start his career at Notre Dame. If he had to, you know, convince Brian Kelly to, hey, back in 2011 or whenever he was a freshman so long ago. Um, kidding. But, like, I think that he really – like, that's kind of the vibes I've gotten from him. So, yeah, I was like, there's no way he's going to skip the bowl game. If he does, he's a fraud. Now that it – might happen. I'm kind of like, well, damn, really? So I just, I would love to hear the reasoning before I do cast the stone. So I'm not, I don't think you will. That. I mean, I don't think you will. I mean, that'll be one of these things that gets whispered or leaked out on the Twitterverse or whatever, because he's going to say the right things in front of the podium because he already did say two more games. You did. So now if he's going to renege on that, that's one thing. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, Brian Kelly, because you're basically saying he loves the school that much. He loves right. Notre Dame. Right. But Notre Dame, Brian Kelly wouldn't have recruited him. And Brian Kelly wasn't a great quarterback recruiter. But Well, I'm just saying he could have tried. Yeah. Well, I'm just trying to make a point that Sam wouldn't have been recruited by Notre Dame because he wasn't that good of a quarterback. That's why he was at Wake. And it's like the, the fact that people have still yet to be able to delineate between all the, the gaudy stats and the length of time that he's played the game it just blows my mind. And then when you're talking about if Sam doesn't play, Singer's over here calling him a fraud. It's whatever. But then I heard, I see, you know, I like to read comments. And somebody was like, that's how much Sam loves Notre Dame, that he's willing to like pass the torch on to Angeli slash Mitch. This is on the message board. You saw yeah. my reply to that. I don't remember what you said. I said, wow, the man can really do no wrong. Yeah. Which is I was like, wow. It's and that's wild, a, man. And it, again, it, so it's like the 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 we talked about this on the Patreon a couple times, but it's like the where we started with Sam Hart Hartman. You said he was going to New York for to become a Heisman finalist. You know, we're going to the playoff. He's a t keep let me keep going. This is all stuff that was like this was etched in stone. You know, he's a top five quarterback, blah, 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 blah. The only reason he's coming is develop his game, playing a pro system, gets outside of this gimmicky mesh, blah, blah, blah. So then when that didn't happen, like the mid-tier perspective was this guy's got a point. The guy's the guy's gorgeous. Now, Riley Leonard's got blue eyes, not as attractive as Sam Hartman, but he's got blue eyes. So it's like a nice – strikes a nice balance. But then middle of the season, it was like, well, Sam has elevated the team. He's elevated the team. That was he elevated the team. You know, like we'd be we'd be Owen six without Sam, right? And then at the end of the season, after a Clemson loss and another turd game from your six year quarterback, it's like, 
oh, he's been great for the program. He's that's what we we went from Heisman candidate to we love him because he's super and he loves Notre Dame. And it's like, and I don't think he's gonna play in the bowl game for my own reasons. But I mean, did you see that little photo op at the women's basketball game the other night? With I did, and it was like three little pigs or whatever. I can't think of any other three group of three, three stooges, but it was like Sam and jelly and Minchie. And it's like, if that was, if that, if I've ever seen a photo op, that was it. Really? And Kenny had just got his hair braided. You know, Steve's got his little chain on, you know, look at that. That is a photo op. That is the passing of the torch left to right or right to left. Believe me. You think those guys knew they were going to be on TV and this was going to happen? 100%. If Sam Hartman's in the building, you're going to be on TV. But 100%. Because I was saying that you know Sam didn't – and that was another argument, another pro. Sam, well, Sam's going to develop – he's going to develop uh, – you know, Angeli's going to develop Kenny. It's like, no, dude, they're not hanging out watching film and stuff like that. Sam lives off campus. You know what I'm saying? And, like, if these three were going to hang out, I doubt they'd be going to a women's basketball game. I doubt it. This is a photo op. This is – that's passing of the torch. That's how this guy sees it. Mm. Does that make sense, Mike? It makes sense. They are dressed – I mean, they're literally – and, again, can I just say this? And this is, like, again – Part of the Patreon thing, it's like some of this player perspective behind the curtain, how the sausage is made. When you're a varsity athlete, um, you wear issue gear 99% of the time. Like you're, you know, you're going from a workout, training room, training table, whatever. Like you're just wearing sweats, issue gear 90. Those three handsome young men are dressed up, uh, and that's a photo op. Undeniable, undeniable. Right, the last, the last, uh, that that is a good point. Especially because Kenny's Kenny's hair is on point; like he just got it done that afternoon. This is okay. So that 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 little picture, and this is my little tinfoil hat, bro. But that little picture, you, oh my, that's a passing of the torch. No, no Sam in the bowl game. Can you please but look how good of a dude he is? Can you can you make one? Like, can you have a little tinfoil hat and put it on when you when you do have your tinfoil hat moments? That'd be so funny. Like a like a little boat hat. Yeah, I could do that. <laughs> It'd be like, all right, tinfoil hat segment with Mike Goolsby. And I'll have like a yeah, like a dunce cap type thing. Yeah, I could do that. That's a good idea. Uh, but no, that's, I don't think Sam's gonna play in the bowl game. Who cares? Hmm. Who freaking cares? Let's move on at this point. Let's uh, but, but, you know, so who else isn't going to play? Who else is going to play? I don't understand, Mike, why Why are we waiting? Like, why are we being made to wait for these kids to announce whether they are or aren't? I don't know. Is that a strategic thing, you know, for the for Oregon State to game plan against us because they know that Sam's not playing? I mean, maybe there's some of that. To, maybe that's just more tin hat foils, tin foil hat stuff. I don't know. Don't know. What's it's different point? every year, the timing of everything. I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's talk some more transfers, Mike. R.J. Oban um, is a 6'4", 260-pounder uh, from St. Peter's in New Jersey. 
Um, has one year of eligibility remaining. Uh, edge rusher from Duke. Seems like a uh, Javante Jean Baptiste replacement as a strong side end. Mike, what, what do you think about this? Again, he's visiting campus December 8th. I will add, I think this kid, I, I, I hear Florida State's also in the mix, but this makes me think that he is a lock to Notre Dame. His father is the NFL vice president of football development. I, after joining the league as the director of health and safety, like this, this family just like screams to me, like education is super important, like very smart family, like kids going from Duke. I think he would go to Notre Dame. Um, and, but uh, yeah, well, I think so. Again, I think that this kid's going to end up here. Would you be pretty happy if he does, Mike? He's a good player. I don't think he's going to be as good as JJB was, John Jean Baptiste. I don't. There's a lot to work with there. Baptiste, I think, is a little bit leaner of a body type. Um, I'll say this. If he's six foot four, if you look at this, leave that picture up. You know, I'm six four. You're close to six four, six three. Like I have what, like a 33 inch inseam. This kid's got like a 40 inch inseam. Like he is so long. And there's a ton of tools for Al Washington to work with. I do I think even though he's an older player transfer, what is he, a fifth-year, six-year type guy, Mike, did you say? Yeah. yeah. I still think you, you conventionally you wouldn't think there's much room for growth there. Uh, but in this instance, I think there actually is. Just when you watch, like, he's kind of twitchy. He should be covering a lot more ground in terms of his first step with the way that he's built. Um, he, he had some production, but it was, like, late to the quarterback. And I think if he can really work on like covering more ground on his first step, there's there's room there's room to develop here. There really is, just because he has a lot of physical traits, and he should be actually a better player based off the way he's built than he is. Yeah. Oh, it's a it's a good get, and I'm yeah. excited to see what he can what he can turn into. But JJB's been remarkable for Notre Dame this year. Yeah, 17 tackles, not a ton. Um, but you like the six and tackles for loss and then five sacks, which is all. But I'm saying the sacks is like Mike, the quarterback's hanging onto the ball. Cover right. sack. So yeah. It's not like he's there's one sack that I saw where he wins right now with like a double swipe. There's but most of it's like he's kind of like just working, 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 and he falls on the quarterback. Okay. But I do think there's more room for growth, which isn't how you'd conventionally view that old of a transfer player. Sure. Folks, if you're watching live with us, watching back, please hit the thumbs up on the video. Subscribe to the channel for more content. Talking Notre Dame football with Mike Goolsby um, in our little transfer portion here. So I'm sure you heard me say this with uh, Tim Hyde, that Notre Dame could have transfer quarterback and his uh, three leading receivers could all be transfers all one year. Right? So I was like, man, Mike Goolsby must be pulling his hair out. Well, I, I'm curious, like, because because your take on transfers really has, like, I'm talking like like Gould or uh, Hyde's like, ah, oh, you lose Rico Flores, it's fine. Look who they're replacing him with. I'm like, yeah, for one year. Whereas you could have Flores for three more years. So I'm telling you, man, you've really influenced me on this whole transfer thing. So what would you think about? It's like the Notre Dame 2024 offense. All of those guys. You the know, one that yeah. The, well, the. This is a this will be a long conversation, but the one 
transfer out that hurts the most is Braylon James. Okay. So, like, let me hopefully stay on track. So, like, this uh, Chris Mitchell kid. Yeah. Not not blown away. I'm not. Okay. Um, I like the other two, the Washington State kid and the Bo Collins. I like them a little bit more. All three kids will freaking go grab the ball, go snatch the ball out of the air. Like, they play with a higher tempo than what we've seen. But Braylon James hurts because he had physical ability that needs repetition to get polished up. Like a Rico Flores, as much as we, you and I both love the kid, I love them just because of the level of compete. You mm-hmm. know, you saw him in high school going over the middle, snatching balls, playing with a little bit of anger. There's not a lot of room for physical development with Rico. Whereas like Braylon James had a ton of like physical upside and he just needs a coach to pour into him and develop and develop and develop. Does that make sense? So like Tim's looking at it. A lot of folks are looking at it as a one-year deal, one-year agreements, one-year deal, one-year, one-year, one-year. And if you're taking reps away from a Braylon James, if you're taking reps away from a Micah Gilbert or a Cam Williams or whomever, not Cam Williams, but um, you're stunting those guys that have more physical gifts. I don't look at Chris Mitchell as being that physically gifted. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So he's just going to get go out there and get and get run and get reps. And it's like you've got maybe somebody like a Braylon James waiting in the wings that's more physically gifted. And he's that Chris Mitchell being there for one year is stunting his growth. But it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, it, it, are there other Rico Flores is out there? Sure. But like. Well, Tim said there's thousands of them, and I get where he's coming from. I do, I do as well. But he was here. He's here. Like he was at Notre Dame. Like he. You just have to find another one, and then. You, it, but he's here, like he already has a year in the system. You know, like he's one of the guys you recruited him. You 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 worked with him for a year, and then it's just like, oh, just go get another one. To me, it just seems like that's very Madden to me. That's very, you know, NCAA recruiting names on a screen of like the video game. Well, that, that's this is a whole conversation. Last time I mentioned Patreon, sorry. But like we talked about this, it's Please, like, is Notre Dame better suited to jump into this one-year rat race shit show, freaking free agency? Are they better suited to go that route, or are they better suited to like lean into the more traditional development high school recruiting? You know, because right now it kind of feels like they're straddling that line. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You know? Yeah. Okay. That's just, that's just I think that's, a, it could be a continued dialogue into the future. Yeah. The Braylon James thing, I don't have a ton of insight other than I just don't think he was going to work out in Notre Dame from kind of what I was being told. Yeah. I, and that maybe has something more to do with like Notre Dame and school and being the weather, this, that. I still think that kid's immensely yeah. talented. I yeah. I do. I just think, yeah, 
I, I just think like the, oh, well, whatever Flores. I think it's kind of like, well, man, if Flores didn't leave, you guys would be hyping him up so much. You know, so it's like, to me, like, I think we can call a loss a loss and like Rico Flores and in everyone I talk to on the Notre Dame side of things thinks that Flores stings the most and that Notre Dame was shocked by Flores. James didn't dis- uh, uh, um, surprise them. Merriweather didn't surprise them. All those, but Flores is the one that did. So I think that that might even have a part of the sticking. Okay. I keep seeing comments, people asking me. I'm glad we have a big crew here because we need to talk about this. This is a little bit less Mike Ghouls. We show more Mike Singer take here. You have to stop believing anything you see on Twitter. People, oh, yeah. are, I, I've seen 20 comments about is Keon Keeley coming to Notre Dame, Mike? I'm like, what that? Why are people asking me about Keon Keeley? So I searched on, I, I just searched Keon Keeley on Twitter. Okay. So, and I opened this, this, this tweet from Frankie and he's responding to someone who I have blocked. Okay. Oh, wow. You block people. I I do block some people and it's just, yeah, it's because some, some child I am guessing with a Boston Celtics avatar tweets, former Notre Dame commit Keon Keeley tells me he's entering the portal. Could you click on, can we do this? Could you click on sports Drew's profile? So this is the thing. And there's he's getting so much clout right now because he, he's probably loving this. Who are these people? Anyone, it's literally anyone with a freaking Twitter account could just and do I'm it. saying and and everyone believes it. But if, if Mike Singer worked in this industry for a year for free, you work for free because you were trying to break in, you know what I'm saying? True story. So it's like, but if Mike Singer could break a story about a Keon Keon Keeley transferring to Notre Dame, what have you, wouldn't you want to put your name on it? To like build your brand, like this guy's got the inside scoop. I even tweeted about that. I'm like, what a time to be alive. You have anonymous Twitter accounts citing anonymous sources. Like, what what a time to be alive. Not saying that it's even inaccurate. I'm not even taking shots, but I just I don't understand like put just putting stuff out into the ether. And it's it's like it's it's like it's like a message board. There's no accountability when everything's done anonymously. I can make a comment and seven months later somebody's trying to torch my ass for something I said on camera. It's like, but you're doing it from an anonymous Twitter handle. So it's strange times, Mike. Yeah. The thing is, people can do this. I'm sure they have been for a long time, but it's it's the people who believe it. And they're running to here. Like, you, you gotta like look at the source. Come on, people. But I'm what sure do you mean the source? Said, you know, I'm not gonna go there. What right. do you mean the source? I mean, if you want to go down this road, let's let's take my hand, let's walk. So the source, if so, if it comes from a singer, a Tyler Horka, a Kyle Kelly, it's more it, it's more valid. Yes. Okay. Than sports talk, Drew. Well, the news isn't always accurate. It's not always accurate, but it might. But then be even singers, even singers, source. You know, I had some sourcing on this whole Coach Ducky thing, and it's like, my sources, you can't get a better source. You know, so it's like, you might have heard something from an assistant equipment manager, right? You get what I'm saying? So, like, there's all this information coming out, and it's like, okay, Mike Singer might have a source within, again, the recruiting department, the freaking training table, who knows? 
but then there's like higher level sources. There's a lot, there's a lot to it. I had a thought, I just lost it, but it's, it's really interesting in terms of like where sources come from, Welcome. why put it out. And then the other thought, this was the thought, sorry, Mike, you've been on this beat for what, four or five years. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen a time where there's been more stuff pushed out? No. So does that mean that like Freeman has like a, I mean, is his ship airtight? Why is all this stuff, whether it's true or untrue, why is it out there? You're, 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 you're asking a lot of uh, questions. Like you're like, I'm, I'm just saying, man, welcome. Welcome to my world. Yeah. Welcome to my world, brother. Okay. Welcome. Yeah. That welcome to being a reporter, Mike. I'm not a reporter. I'm not even a part of the media. I'm not even a part of the media. I'm just a fan that happened to play football there. There you go. Super chat from Tyler. He says, Goolsby, how tough will it be to get the players excited to compete and pumped to play in the Sun Bowl? Really good question here from Tyler. What do you think? In this instance, Tyler, yeah, good question. Not very, because I'm assuming that you're going to have a lot of youngsters that are going to get their first kind of swing at the plate. So those youngsters should be excited. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's my answer. I mean, I think if it was the Sun Bowl, New Year's Six, the, the opponent you're playing kind of matters in a bowl game. But whether, whether this was a New Year's Day Bowl versus LSU versus a Sun Bowl versus Oregon State, I mean, you're splitting hairs. It's either the playoff, New Year's Six. You know, the game doesn't matter. It just doesn't. Okay. Um, and you're going okay, to get to my Oregon State story, right? I mean, yes. we're going to talk about that. Yeah, let's go there. So, uh, Notre Dame and Oregon State have played twice. <sighs> you had uh, the 2004 season, 38-21 to 21 win for the Beavs. I'm in Phoenix. I think both games are in Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. Fiesta Bowl. What was the second game, Mike? The 2004 game. Where was that? Or the 2004 was... game was in Arizona. Yeah. Was and that... the, first, the one in two what was it 2000 was in. Yeah, Scotland. that was the Fiesta yeah. Bowl. Uh -huh. Insight Bowl. 2004 Insight Bowl. And uh, you, of course, were on both Notre Dame teams. So the 2000 game, 41 to nine. Um, TJ, TJ, who's your daddy? Um, you know, Chad Ochocinco. Uh, and Steven Jackson, Jonathan Smith. Yeah. Um, was the quarterback for the Bees. Yes, Steven Jackson loved him as a player. He's so much fun for the Rams. So uh, yeah, memories, those two games, Mr. Goolsby. Quick Steven Jackson story. We were in the we played, we both played for the St. Louis Rams. And I remember getting into a heated debate in the showers and i was saying that denzel washington was an overrated actor and i'm like arguing with these guys it's hysterical every every time i think it's just like kind of a fun football memory um what was the question uh memories of planned oregon state oh god my mem my memory of oregon state were true freshmen we stayed at the scottsdale princess which is like a beautiful hotel first time i had <laughs> stupid first time i ever had in and out burger was like that trip and i was like overrated but it was like catered in so maybe it wasn't that fresh 
Yeah, that's uh, the but thing. the game itself was a total beatdown, a complete beatdown. I can remember on the offensive side of the ball, like they were saying, like they knew, like this whole Michigan thing, Mike, the Michigan st- sign stealing scandal. Like they literally knew our plays. Like we would mm. call something at the line of the scrimmage, and they were like calling it out. That's how bad it was. And then my other memory, and everybody on our team will remember this. I forget who scored, but he did like the I'm getting arrested thing. And then his teammates patted him down. And I just thought that was dope. You know, it was like the coolest celebration that I'd ever seen. But it spoke a lot about their program versus ours, right? Total beatdown. But that was a BCS game. And then the second one, my fifth year, Coach Willingham had been relieved of his duties. And I remember we talked about it on the Patreon real quick. But we met with Kevin White, the AD. Like the captains met with Kevin White, AD. Like, are we going to play in this game? We don't even have a coach. All this back and forth. Um, And then we took a team vote. My idea, different colored post-it notes for different color classes, Mike. So you could rank them. Freshmen got pink, right, et cetera. Sophomores got yellow. I was the only fifth-year senior that voted not to go, and I'm the captain of the damn team because I wanted to go train for the combine. I wanted that month back. I was like, we don't have a head coach. All Oregon State did at the time. Their quarterback was Derek Anderson, who I think was a second-round draft pick of the Cleveland Browns, big, tall guy. Um, We ended up having the same agent. All they did was throw the ball, and, Mike, we were like 117th in the country in, like, pass defense. I was like, we're going to lose. But in that game, I had the best hit of my career. Mm. They threw a screen pass, and I sniffed that bitch out, and I blew that kid up, man. It was the best hit I had at Notre Dame. So that was like – that's my Notre, that's my memories of those games. But we got beat handily in both. Yeah. All right. Well, good opportunity for Notre Dame to reverse those outcomes. Um, yeah, it should be wild, man, because they got they got players sitting out. We got players sitting out. They don't have a head coach, which I can obviously empathize with. That's crazy. This is why I'm I'm fine with Mike. How about this little idea? Why stop at twelve, man? Open it up to twenty four, and then how about like an N? You know, college basketball has the NIT. Yeah. How about just get rid of all the bowl games? They're just pointless. Have like a secondary tournament, like the NIT. Yeah. Let's get, of, of, let's get rid of – Get every Power 5 team with six wins in, in, in some kind of secondary tournament. Call them the, you know, the Pop-Tarts Bowl or the Pop-Tarts game, the Tony the Tiger game, whatever. Put them in some of these neutral sites. So they're bowl games, but, like, I don't know, man. I'm kind of like just just get rid of it all together, man. Yeah, get, rid of, get, rid of the, get rid of school. I mean, these guys don't walk into the building. They're not walking to class anyways. They're just sitting on their couch watching some online course. Get rid of school. Yeah, have a 24-game, 24-team playoff. Sure. That's right. Get rid of school is a whole different conversation. But uh, That's what we're doing. How many games are these kids going to have to play in the coming years? 15 games for college football season, dude. Yeah. It's you crazy. know what I'm saying? And then it's like, how many? My girl and I were watching a game the other night. She's like, another injury, another injury. So it's like, you're going to take all these poor college kids, make them play 15, 16 games when it's all said and done. They've been playing year round, seven on seven in high school. And then they get to the NFL. It's like, dude, this is an incredibly violent sport. 
Uh, and I know kids, some of these kids are going to make a couple, couple bucks doing it, but it's, it's, it is a wild time, man. It's a wild time out there. You know, kind of transitioning, Mike talked about RJ Oban, his father's background. You look at some of the Notre Dame recruits coming in with like just these high profile, former NFL guys. And it's really interesting. Then you bring in Jordan Clark for a year. His dad is of course, Ryan Clark, who, um, you know, was a standout defensive back with the Pittsburgh Steelers and now ESPN personality. I just think that's kind of a really interesting. I mean, you have freaking Brian Urlacher's son, um, you know, uh, coming to Notre Dame. Um, some high profile. I mean, Brian Young's kid. You got, um, you know, Jim Flanagan's kid. The list just go, kind of goes on and on. Um, Jordan Clark, another high profile legacy type kid. So curious on anything I just kind of had to add there, Mike, and then uh, thoughts on Jordan Clark um, committed to Notre Dame this week. Uh, I just wonder, yeah, I wonder with his dad, Ryan, who I think is exceptional. Mm -hmm. I think he's a really exceptional person. Respect the hell out of Ryan Clark. Uh, I just wonder if Jordan, his son playing at Notre Dame, does that do anything to curry any favor within the walls of ESPN? You know what I mean? It's just like ESPN gives no, no Notre Dame no love. That'll be interesting. And I'm yeah saying that tongue in cheek. But, yeah, he's a – Tim touched on this, said all you need to say, we don't have a rover anymore. We have a nickel. In the last mm -hmm. two years, whether it was Tariq Bracey, great player for us. Thomas Harper, great player for us. And they are on an island, one-on-one. -on -one. Um it's probably arguably the most probably the most important position in the defense singer. And you're going to plug this Jordan Clark kid in there. He's small. That's the only thing he's small and he's coming from the pack 12, which I just, I don't see that as like a physical league to me. So he's small and he's not used to that physical brand of football, not a knock, but I'm curious to see how that plays out. Like when you look at the game as a whole, but very important position. Um, Another good get. Yeah. Um, some super chats. I'll look at Bronco Productions. Uh, Riley Leonard commitment incoming, Mike. Uh, I've been on refresh all day. Also got to know how Goolsby would handle the four-year rentals. Riley Leonard, Josh Kelly, um, Chris Mitchell, and uh, who's BC? Bo Collins. Um, I mean, we kind of touched on some of this, Mike, but you want to add anything else? Yeah, I think that Riley, Riley Leonard is a done deal. How would I handle Leonard and the three receivers? Get them here and compete, basically. I mean, the, my only other thing to add is, fans, you did this to yourself once before. You already burnt your hand on the stove. Don't do it again. Protect your little hearts. Don't fall in love with these kids like Chris Mitchell. Don't fall in love with, oh, he had 67 catches for 1,000-plus yards. Don't fall in love with stats. Because you did that with Sam Hartman and you got your heart broken. That's the only thing I could add to that. Bring him into the room, and then we we're going to get the court the, the transfer from Virginia Tech that was here for three days and they decided yeah. to retire so he could get that grad degree from Notre Dame. Well done, my brother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he was supposed to be. So get him in the room and compete. That's what this is all about. Yeah. But Cam Williams should beat out. Cam Williams is more talented. If they're going to put this Chris Mitchell to the field in BRZ, Cam Williams would run circles around him. 
Uh, $20 from Wicked Bronco Productions. Says he's got a buddy who has uh, connections on the Bama football team that said uh, Keeley to Portal. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I, I hope everybody got a buddy. Dude, some guy hit me up on Twitter the other day. It's everybody chasing clout. Somebody hit me up on Twitter the other day. I got a source at this recruiting room. And it's like, when you look at like the hierarchy, the structure of these football teams, like somebody that works in the recruiting department, don't let me paint with a broad stroke. But they're like the lowest on that totem pole. They'd be like somebody working in the mailroom at Tesla spreading rumors about Elon Musk. Like they're not involved. So I don't understand why people that are like, it's a random nobody that's sharing information with a random nobody and pushing it out there. I don't ever want to get in the business singer. You and I were just talking about that. If a source calls me, I'll talk about it, but I'm not sourcing anything out. I have no interest in breaking news. No interest. This isn't a full-time gig. I'll talk about it once it does break. Categorically, that's what we'll do here. There you go. Wicked Bronco Productions, appreciate the super chats as always. Jonesy says, "Ghouls be amazing stories." That's what I. That's why I pay for this site. Uh, who ended up coaching y'all in that game? That 2004 game, Mike. Kent Bear, um, was like the associate head coach, so he was the defensive coordinator. He ended up coaching that game. Okay. Jonesy, always good to see you in here, my friend. Thank you for the super chat. Lucas Jackson, very generous 20-bomb. Thank you very much. He said, Goolsby, did the FBI ever get back with a report from the investigation into whether J, uh, JJB um, or JBB caused the fumble he recovered against USC? That's a deep pull from Lucas right there. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it was like somebody in that chat was like adamant on who, who caused that fumble. And I was like, well, we'll get the FBI on it. Was that this year? We're talking about this year? This was well, yeah, that's that's this was that. Yes, this was this year. Okay. I, I made, didn't a, know if I made a joke, JBB. a throwaway joke, like, yeah, we'll get the because like who cares who caused it? So no, I haven't got the forensics report yet back if we're gonna play along. All right, come back next week, Lucas, and uh we'll 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 let you know. Thank you for the $20 super jet. Um SW2205 said, should Freeman bring in a coach with play calling experience as an analyst would be good to have another voice in the room when things aren't working. I would say, yeah. Yeah. Right, Mike? Yeah, sure. I mean, wisdom of crowds, good book. Wisdom of crowds. The more, the more opinions you get on something, the the better answer you're going to come up with. I think that Freeman's, I think it's a pretty real thing. Notre Dame fans like to look at everything like we're shopping in the supermarket with an unlimited budget, right? You know, so it's like, well, let's get those, let's get those pop tarts, let's buy the expensive wine, like whatever it is, load it up. And that's just not how the coaching world works. Like there's there's budgetary restraints from the administration, and probably you know beyond that, like if you're one of these guys out of work coaches. Are you going to go to Alabama with Saban or are you going to go to Notre Dame with Marcus Freeman? So we don't get necessarily the pick of the litter because Freeman's an unproven coach, even though it's Notre Dame. So it's like, is that why you got the wide receiver coach? Because you couldn't get anybody else. We talk about this, Mike. You're a young coach with a young family. You're going to re relocate your entire clan, your whole family, for a coach that's unproven. It's just not how coaching works. 
Sorry, just taking it back. Just got a, a big boy super chat from uh from Brandon. $100 super chat. Woo! You never see the red color on the super chat. It says, I haven't contributed this year yet. Really appreciate you guys always entertaining. Well, how about that, Brandon? Really appreciate the big boy. Everyone drop a W in the chat. W's in the chat for uh for Brandon. Appreciate you, my friend. That is uh that's that's very uh very generous. Thank you very much. Um, so uh yeah. It's a given season. Brandon. Thanks, Brandon. Yeah. Well, uh Goolsby, uh let's see. The only other thing I had on my list to talk about was maybe Marist. I don't really know if we have a whole lot to say on uh we're just gonna leave that one up there. But uh any anything else no, to say on Marist? I think I'm he's quite the enigma for me, right, Mike? And I I wish him – I'm rooting for him. I just never thought he was like a good inside linebacker. Good enough athlete, love the run and chase. He just doesn't understand how to diagnose downhill plays coming at him. I watch all that senior bowl stuff. I was invited to go to the senior bowl and had to get my appendix taken out. So it's like I like to watch it every year and sort of twist the knife. Mm. So I'll be watching. I'm really curious to see what he looks like on those inside drills, nine on seven, to see how he performs. And I'm also curious to see what he runs because we've heard for years and years and years how how fast he is. And I'm like, over under in the comments, is he a four six guy? Is he a four seven guy, or worse? There you go. So I'm just I'm 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 wishing him well. I think he's going to play in the NFL. He'll probably have a nice career. I just I'm curious to see what he what he looks like and how fast he is. Yeah, yeah, cool. All right, Mr. Goolsby, anything else for you? Before we get out of here, anything else on your mind? Plenty, but no, we'll we'll keep it going. I, I want I want the kids that aren't going to play to to announce to, to announce. Play. But uh, something tells me there's either they're going to wait for the coaches to get back in the building, come off the road from recruiting, or there's some strategy involved, and they're trying to keep their keep their cards covered. So yeah. There's something there's something there, but yeah. that's the one takeaway with the bowl game is to watch these young kids go play, watch watch the future, save for a few transfers. Sounds good. Sounds yep. good. All right. Well, great show tonight, as always. Thank you for everyone dropping Super Chats. Special Brandon, Big Hunter Bomb, thank you very much. with the Bomb Productions and everyone, thank you for the support. Uh, that's going to wrap up this week's Mike Goolsby Show. Um, TBD on when the next one will be. I'm sure we'll get Goolsby back on here. Uh, before the bowl game, certainly. So uh, I'll have my people talk to Goolsby people. Uh, and uh, yeah, in the meantime, head to blueandgold.com. Can, please consider a subscription over there. And uh, oh, yeah, can, I give a, can I give a quick shout out? Sorry, Mike. Please. Former teammate of mine at Notre Dame, Jared Clark. He's down there in Florida coaching up. He's the head coach at Cardinal Mooney. And they're in the uh, state finals. How about that? which is freaking awesome. And he's turned that program around. So uh, proud of you, Jared. That's awesome. There you, go. there you go. All right. Wrapping it up there. Appreciate everyone for watching. And as always, we will catch you next time.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.